Hello, and welcome to A Bite Out of Bethel, where food is not just a way of gaining nourishment, but a way of sharing culture, memories, and love. Today's guest is Tamron Hodge, host of A Bite Out of Bethel. Today on A Bite Out of Bethel, we're going to flip the script and put host Tamron Hodge in the hot seat. Uh, Tamron, we have a few questions for you. We're going to start with, if I can ask, what is your ethnicity? You can ask. I am African-American. And I'm going to go ahead and ask two questions, and then I'm going to rotate to my co-hosts, Elle and Gabby. Please describe your family and the place you grew up. I am a only child in a house of a mother and a grandmother. We've always lived together. And I like to say that we are from all over the place. I was born in New Mexico, and now I live here. My mom was born in Hawaii, and now she's here. And my grandma was born in Philadelphia, and now she's here. <laughs> Tamron, what dish are you going to share with us today? I'm going to talk about a strawberry white chocolate pie. Mm. Ooh, and who taught you to make it, and why did you start making it? And I started making it because for just desserts here, um, when I was on Delta Illusion Dance Team, we needed to come up with desserts. And I was like, I really don't know how to cook. So I looked for the easiest thing that I could make that still looked delicious. I'm a huge fan of strawberries. And that was the first thing that popped up on my search results. And I was like, this looks amazing. I'm going to learn how to make it. And this was the dish that you made for us in... August? It is, yes. Um, I think I love experimenting with desserts now, as I kind of mentioned. I didn't really grow up cooking. Um, my mom and my grandma usually cooked for a while, and I didn't start until college because I adore Gordon Ramsay, and I wanted to start experimenting with stuff that I made. So I started watching a lot more cooking shows, and then that went into dessert shows. So even though I love making all kinds of desserts now, White chocolate strawberry pie will always have a huge place in my heart. You kind of went over this already, but do you have any memories of this dish from your childhood? Like various events, did you take it to every potluck you you went to? Actually, I think I've only made it three times, <laughs> even though I said it's special. Um, the first time I made it, I remember not really knowing about fresh versus frozen fruits. So I went to AC because I was like, who needs fresh strawberries? We don't have them. I'm going to get frozen ones. And I just remember the next morning after making it, looking in horror as all this red juice is like seeping over my beautiful white pie. And I'm like, what happened? It's because all the frozen berries melted on top of it. And I just didn't even think that through. But people still ate it. So I'm very excited. Thank you to all the people who ate it at that time because I know it looked a mess. <laughs> Growing up, who prepared the food in your family? My mother and grandmother did. Um, for a while, my mom worked two jobs, so she stopped preparing food for a while, and we ate a lot of takeout. Um, but other than that, um, my mom and my grandma prepared it. And what kind of foods did they make? Or like, what were your favorites? Um, well, when I lived in New Mexico, until the beautiful, um, knowledgeable age of five, 
I remember eating a lot of Navajo food, which is like fry bread. We had um, fry bread tacos was one of my favorite things. You would have like a nice piece of like slap to perfection. That's ASMR. Slap to perfection um, tortilla. No, fry bread. And then you put refried beans and then cheese and then lettuce and then tomatoes if you're into that. And then sour cream. And it was so warm and tasty and delicious and a bunch of us would stay after school to like make it together so it was a community building thing do you remember cooking with your mother and grandmother at all growing up wow um i was gonna say yes but i don't think i ever did thinking back i'm pretty sure i didn't help them at all (laughs) which is unfortunate um i can vaguely remember my grandmother teaching me how to make biscuits but whenever she gives me a recipe, much like a lot of her generation, she doesn't give any measurements. So I didn't retain anything that she said to me. All I know is that you should keep your hands wet as you make them. That's like what I remember. I don't think I had a hand in the Is that of it. so the dough doesn't stick to mm-hmm. your hands? Okay. Have you tried making biscuits with her since or like had any experience with biscuits? Yeah. So to this day whenever I make biscuits I still ask her knowing full well that she won't give me any measurements she'll just be like eyeball it you know and it's enough and I'll eyeball it and they always turn out differently (laughs) but they all (laughs) taste pretty good (laughs) does she critique them um I think she's gotten to the point or maybe I've gotten better at cooking that now whenever I cook for her no matter like what it is She'll either give me like, mm, it's delicious, needs more salt, but it's delicious. Or it's just like, not my favorite, but I'll eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Who prepares the food in your household now? Me. I do. Now that I've learned how to cook, I do. <laughs> um, well, not usually every day. Um, my grandmother makes a lot of her food for herself, but... Most days I make the food because I love trying different recipes and experimenting and I'll go to AC and look for ingredients that just aren't there and then I'll come home and mess around anyway and still create stuff. So I just need people to eat my food if I make it. Sorry, mom. Sorry, crap. (laughs) What changed? Like, when did you start cooking the food? Was it after college? Was it before you left for college or like... What was that shift like when you were like, I'm going to start making most of the meals? I think it was pretty gradual. Um, I didn't start cooking till I think, my freshman year summer. Um, I, in high school, just didn't really have time because I was consistently either at school and then dance practice. Or I was at school and then dance practice and then play practice or doing whatever. So I didn't really have that much time and I didn't feel like it was necessary really for me to learn how to cook. So at that time, I was really confident in my cereal and my popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then when I went to college and I started watching more things and seeing like, oh, people can create this from their hands. That's amazing. Like all the things you can do and how spices change everything up. Then I went home that summer and I was like, I'm going to make an awesome dessert. So have you just been, like, cooking up a storm all summer and fall? Um, I was for a while, but my parents tend to get angry because I love sweets. So I will make sweets 
and sometimes skip on dinner. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. So I remember my mom telling me, like, I love it when you're here, but I hate it because you always make cake. We don't need a cake every week. And I'd be like, but you guys eat it so clearly. <laughs> clearly it's necessary. Um, but, yeah, usually if I have the time, I love finding maybe, like, two to three recipes and trying to cook every day for, like, a week. And then I'll take a break and then, like, a week and so on and so on. You said that your mom is kind of excited for you to leave because <laughs> she won't have all of those sweets in the house, which I understand to a certain degree, but also I know she'll miss them. But how has cooking affected your relationship with other members of your family, your friends, and your loved ones? It's been nice, for me at least, <laughs> because um, growing up, even though my mom and my grandma cooked, we didn't always really sit at the table and eat together. Um, and even today, we don't necessarily all sit at the table, but we still usually eat dinner around the same time or dinner together. And especially if I'm the one cooking, they're like, I'm not hungry. I'm like, eat it. So <laughs> it's always, it's been really bonding, especially if I make something and we can talk about it like, oh, you didn't add enough salt. Or like if my mom cooks, like sometimes she made this awful shrimp and broccoli and like to the day to this day I can still like laugh about it because she accidentally put too much garlic but it's still been really nice to have that conversation be able to like try this or like what flavors did you use or make this again and I think they even though they put a temporary ban on me for making desserts it's nice to know that they're really supportive of the things that I do and are always willing to try and I love the fact that we've bonded a lot over the foods that I make if you could recommend another dish, either from your culture or a personal collection of recipes, what would it be? Fried bread taco. <laughs> Have you made fried bread tacos? No. I tried to get my mom to make one for her interview, and she was like, I don't want to mess with the frying oil. It's too much. It's too much. And I was like, Mom, I'll literally get burnt for you. I really, really want a fried bread taco. And she's like, no. So no. <laughs> I've never made them myself. What role do you think food plays in community? I think food and community go hand in hand. Like I said earlier, when we were making um, tacos, I just have really early memories of like these little um, older ladies sitting in the cafeteria after school, and they'd be like slapping the, the, the fry bread or the tortillas, and you could just hear that love in their hands with a little... <laughs> and just like seeing the joy they brought to people especially because you know that that's going to be like your meal and that's going to their families and stuff like that or even living here um all the events that i love here that really bring people together all have food because you can't have a party without food that is a fact <laughs> that is a fact yeah for sure because it's just something to bond over like that's why I love my tagline. I wrote it. Um, where it's not just about nourishment. Because there's so much to food. That sounded fake deep. But there's so much to food. And I love the fact that you can like eat something. Two people can eat it and be like, oh, I didn't like this. Oh, I did like this. About it. Let's discuss. Let's trade this. And there's so much culture in the food that we eat. And just sharing that is such a magnificent, wonderful thing. Cameron, you've been with us for five months now, and you started the show A Bite Out of Bethel in July. What inspired the show? Okay, I'm going to tell you the truth. I promise I won't tell anybody the truth, but I will. So I originally, this was a big plot for me to just eat. 
<laughs> because one of my goals in life is to become a celebrity judge on a food show. Uh, <laughs> I'm so serious, but I don't want to have to go through. It's going to sound so bad. I don't have to go through the cooking school or the writing of the book or the publishing recipes. I just want to get to that point where I'm a celebrity judge eating and judging. <laughs> so I figured by doing this show. Originally, it was going to be a video setup, so it'd be like a kitchen corner, and I'd go to people's houses, and I'd watch them cook, and at the end, they'd feed me, and we'd talk about the culture behind it, because I do think that sharing recipes is such an amazing way to get in touch with people and connect, and especially because there is so much diversity out here. Like, it's crazy. Um, I didn't even know some of the people out here um, and what goes into the food they make and their backgrounds and their history, and I love that. So it was like, uh, it's kind of a way for me to eat. But also a way for me to get to know people around here better and for everybody to get to know them better, kind of. So at this point, you've done probably 15 interviews or so for A Bite Out of Bethel. What are some common themes that you've noticed with people cooking in Bethel or um, or maybe something that totally stood out to you? I think it's interesting that a lot of people did not start cooking um, until they got here. Much like me, because I started living on their own and really just wanting to um, experience stuff or just like primarily needing to eat. So needing to cook for themselves. I also think that it's been like two different groups of people. One is the one who've had their like family teach them how to make this. They grew up cooking and now they cook and they love to cook and they cook for others. Or you have the people that are discovering themselves, like finding themselves and the food they like to eat and enjoy. And they're reaching out and trying all these new flavors And I think it's awesome that we have these two subgroups because I think no matter how experienced you are with cooking, the people who are just um, finding themselves and beginning to cook are just as valid to me. Because I feel like even though I watch a lot of um, cooking shows as well, you'll have people that are like, oh, well, I've been doing this for 12 years. I'm a sous chef and like blah, 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 blah. So you don't have as much experience as me. So you're not like great you're just this person in the kitchen you should be a dishwasher but um well this really has nothing to do with Bethel huh but um (laughs) I feel like that's not true as long as you are putting in effort and trying to find flavors I think that's that's a super common theme that I've noticed and I just really appreciate that because I enjoy people who like to experiment with things outside of their comfort level So even if they are doing it primarily just to survive, um, the fact that they're still researching and not just like going to the store and grabbing something and then coming home and then just being like, this is how I will live, even though that's valid too. Like the fact that they're just finding a new hobby and getting into something. I love that. I remember Jess Schroeder was talking about how there's no place here um, to get local food, which to me makes sense because if people can cook it at home, they're not necessarily going to want to start a restaurant and open because there's no real need for it. I think having a place for when relatives come or tourists come or what have you, because we do get a lot of people and it's very transient here, to like show off this is what we do and have it not be, not like in a wasteful way, like we're only using the prime meat from the moose to make this exquisite burger and then we throw the animal away because that's bad. Just being able to show what we do have because we have so much, so many good foods here. And I love the fact that we are subsistence based still. And I don't feel like that'll ever go away 
I think it would be nice if there were like some sort of small arena or area like over the weekends we have like moose burgers or like moose ribs or like berry aguduk or like salmon surprise not salmon surprise oh my gosh salmon berry delight there we go um or just like a little bit to take home or share the culture from around here but i like what you said about there being like a um restaurant that's specifically locally sourced food and then everybody could have a hand in it, you know? So you'd never run out of workers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or be short-staffed. Okay, so you grew up in Bethel. You graduated from high school in 2017. You went to Barnard. Graduated this past spring. Came to KYUK for five months. And now you are leaving us and going where? Where are you going? What's next? I'll be joining the military. Um, the Navy, to be precise. And I'll be working with them for the next couple of years. Tamron, it has been a joy having you back in the multimedia department. We're so glad you created the show and spent the summer and fall with us. And good luck. Thank you. It's been amazing working with you. And thank you to everybody who listened to the show. I'm really grateful for your support. This has been a bite out of Bethel. Thanks for listening. Let's eat.